you're great with patience because I can think of many situations that have gone kind of wrong for us. And a lot of people, when we share the story back, they're like, I would have lost my shit. I would have went off. They would, I would have demanded something. And I would just tell you, my husband never will cause a scene. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hello, and welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. I don't know why we have to keep introducing ourselves. I'm Edward Copeland. Welcome to the Push Podcast. You know, I don't really want you to be here. (laughs) I'm going to look for a guest. Oh, my God. If you are listening to the Push Podcast and you don't know our names, God bless you. Honey, we get new people all the time. I know, but the title on on the... the, It says the Push Podcast. And it says Eddie and Janelle Copeland. Okay. Well, (laughs) let's take a poll. Eddie doesn't want to introduce ourselves anymore. No, we can introduce ourselves, you know. you You know what, but... This is EC on the ones and twos. I'm the you know, I'm it. the maestro on the mic. Do you know what Are MC you? do you know what MC stands for? Um come on. No. Come on. Is it master something? Master of ceremony. Yeah. There you MC, go. master of ceremonies. <laughs> yes, duh. MC duh. <laughs> <laughs> MC, not to be confused with Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that, that was probably what was distracting you from the right like no. the right answer immediately. Oh, oh Mariah. Oh my gosh. You're oh crazy. my god. So, um, welcome to episode 180. Welcome. Oh, 180. We did a full 180. Remember that conversation? Yeah. 360. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you might've been right. I don't know. Um, anyways, today we're going to be talking about small habits that make a huge difference in the very beginning of the push podcast, actually episode 12, we did an episode called the 10 micro shifts that can make a huge difference in your life. We're going to talk about that, but we have for 2023, 10 new ones. Okay. Um, and I you know, I think we do all of them on there. So that's a good thing, but we're yeah. always working on them. 100%. So they're hard this year, but I think they're things that make you better. Anyways, before we get into that, we have a solid 15, 20 minutes worth of stuff to share with you because it's the new year. There's lots of crazy things happening. Um, let's see. We had New Year's Eve. I got COVID. Um, you guys kind of were sick. We don't know where we no, got I COVID. I was Whatever. as healthy as, as I could possibly be. As soon as I recovered, we're celebrating now our 18-year wedding anniversary. Yes. High five to us High for five. that. Uh, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. And my lovely husband and I, we don't really like to do gifts, right? Although yeah. last year you did you did get me a it's beautiful a that ring. That is a gift. And I was very excited. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we decided we don't do gifts. We want to experience things and have adventures with each other. Right. So Eddie is actually pretty good at planning dates. I've gotten better. Restaurants. Yeah. You, yeah. You were not at all. I, but, I'm trying to think when I was bad at it. Uh, all like the first 16 years. Wow. 16 yeah. years. Mm, solid 16. Yeah. No. Last year you were good. No. This year it was good. 
This year was questionable. Let's just, we'll start there. So this is, <laughs> it's a little bit of my what in the world. Okay. And I just want to know if you guys can relate to this. So Eddie decides that he's going to plan a night out. We're going to go to dinner. And I didn't ask any questions because I trust my husband. And that's great. So <clears throat> the day of, I think you asked me, like, do you want to know where we're going? And I was like, sure. Yeah. Because, you know, for for many years, I feel like, oh, when you, it's your anniversary, you're supposed to keep everything a secret. Uh-huh. But then it's like, nah. no, nah, I'm just going to, unless like it was a big surprise, a big surprise. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm like, here's where we're going. Right. And even when you saw where we were going, okay. boy, so were wait, you skeptical. That's my story. <laughs> so Eddie tells me the name of the restaurant. I immediately pull it up on Yelp. And the first photo that comes up, you guys, is super sketchy. And I'm going to share it like for those on YouTube, but I'm telling you like immediately I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like this place, it's a black plate. It's got sliced apples on it. It It looks looks like like sliced cucumbers. I'm not even sure if it's apples. Yet to be determined. We have no clue what that was. And so I'm not going to lie. I was like, we're going to have to go to In-N-Out after. (laughs) We don't even eat In-N-Out, but I was like, we're going to leave hungry and this is going to cost a fortune. Right. And you said, honey, it's an experience. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, well, we're still going to leave hungry the, after this experience. Uh, what is experience. it? The of little faith. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was interesting. Like, we t- we looked at it. And let me just tell you, my wife, you know, she's a good sport most Say of the time. Say good things about her. But I will tell you <laughs> that, her, boy, was her faith wavering right. as as we, so we get there. And it's a, Wait, it's a, I'm not even at that part okay, yet. Okay, all right. I'm looking at the first few uh, photos, and I'm going to invite you guys to go to Yelp and just look up this restaurant. It's called... Meteoria, 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 It's like meteor with an A at the end. We'll link right. it in the show notes, right? Yeah. It looks like meteor with an A at the end. It's in Los Angeles on Melrose. No, since we've been there, no one ever said the name of the restaurant while we were there. It's to, Meteora. To, Sorry, Meteora. I called today. Meteora. Meteora. Okay. Yeah. So I called today. Anyways, okay, back to Are the other day again? for our anniversary. <laughs> Um, so I go through Yelp and I'm like, I'm not filling these pictures, Mm. period. Like they look like maybe it's a steak, but it's got like a flower arrangement on it. And Eddie keeps saying it's earthy, honey. It's really earthy. I'm like, okay, earthy my ass. Like this is going to be quite the experience and we're going to leave hungry. Is it vegetarian? Like it just looks like berries and leaves. Right. (laughs) Right. So anyways, he says, just go with it. <clears throat> we get in the car, we get ready, we get nice and dressed up, we go, and the restaurant's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely beautiful. Earthy is what I would say. Yeah, like I was telling people, it looked like a very fancy, like, like amazing place that was in at the top of a treehouse. Like, yeah. but really nice. Because there was, there was like, like vines and stuff going all over the yeah, place. Plants Every, everywhere, everything, concrete, everything crystals. was very much. I felt calm there. I was like, yeah. this is a calming place. It was an aesthetic mood. Very, for very sure. aesthetic. So we sit down, they bring the menu. Everything's super bougie, like you get kombucha. This is the most LA thing we've yeah, ever done, y'all. The most LA thing yeah, we've, we've ever never done. been this LA. So you get kombucha when you get there. We got some um we got some cocktails, which were really good. Yep. They bring the menu, and the menu looks like <clears throat> the outside's like a piece of wood-ish, right? It's just like everything's natural fibers and stuff. We start reading the menu, and everything in the description is not like, you know. 
pickled or seasoned or blackened, no terms that you would recognize. Instead, they're like um, an essence and hint of succulent leaves and like all this shit you've never heard of. So at one point, I'm not going to lie, we're reading it and I go, I don't really care what you order. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't care. I was like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. It's not that it was difficult to read. She literally said... Get whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I said, whatever. Get whatever you want. And she does the whole hand thing. Like, well, I, I was wasn't like, being rude <laughs> you about being it. Rude, but you were definitely like. I was over it. Yeah, you were like, I don't know what this is. And I don't think it's going to be good. And so whatever. I did not say I don't think <laughs> You it's didn't say be those good. things, but that's how I felt. And I was like, it's going to be good. Don't worry. Right. And then I was like, okay, what I turned to you, you have to agree. I said, what if this is the best meal we've ever had in our lives? And you changed your attitude. I did. But and you're you making it seem like I was ungrateful. <laughs> I was being a brat. I did. I read it. No, and I but was you like, were super skeptical. And I was like, yeah, oh, I get because it. it. It does not look like when you look at Yelp, it does not look like, oh, my God, this is like a big, juicy steak. No, or it, it wasn't, looks like flower arrangements right, and it, sliced it, apples. It was very much the aesthetic. Right. And then, and then. So, was, did you choose this restaurant just based on how pretty the location no, was? Because th- you found it on TikTok. I, I, thought, I thought the place, I thought, wow, this is going to be a, an amazing experience because mm-hmm. anything that looks like this, mm. it's it's definitely going to have to have something that makes it great. So, okay. I figured either we would have a really great experience or a really great story to tell or really great food. <laughs> Either way, it was going to be something amazing. Yeah. So the server comes and he gives us suggestions and we place a couple of orders for appetizers and I have no clue what we order, whatever. It starts to come out. (coughs) Sorry, I still have a lingering COVID cough. But the food starts to come out and everything was, you know, uh, the chef would like you to not cut this with a knife. He thinks that it's best eaten with your fingers. Well, if the chef says so, right. that's what so we're going to do. So the first thing <sighs> that comes out is a salad. It looks like a jellyfish. Like it's beautiful endive leaves that are in mm. this like circular thing. I'll put up a picture so you can see it on YouTube. But I was like, okay, this is a salad. There's nothing leafy green about this, but whatever. Right. Right. So they pour some, I don't know, God's milk over it. Yeah. Like literally you didn't I know. I call it God's piss. Right. You know, <laughs> but God's do you remember? Like, I don't, it no, didn't they say were every there was scene, no cilantro. No, or like, every, they were like, this is such and such from, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't blah, blah. balsamic dressing. No, no, It no. was like. Yeah I, yeah, I definitely did not take note of everything that they were saying. No, they were you doing. have no clue what was in no, that salad. I just, I'm like all about trust yeah. and faith. So just they start sprinkling something over the salad and we're like, oh, what is that? Oh, this is puffed buckwheat. Yeah, that I do remember. Okay, puffed buckwheat. What does that on taste like? On my salad? Like? Okay, okay. <laughs> on my jellyfish salad? So whatever, they leave us, we eat it with our hands like they tell us. And I got to say, guys, it was the best fucking salad I've ever had in my life. Best salad I've ever had in my life. And so my palate lights up and I go, I think you picked a good place. I taste I go, I go, oh. Yeah. He's like, what is this explosion in my mouth? It was like 4th of July in my mouth. I was like, everything is firing. And I was like, I I am tasting flavors that I have never tasted before. And, you know, it was one of those things where you, you, normal places you go, there's something similar you can refer to. Nothing similar. There was everything they brought did not taste like anything I had ever tasted before, which is, which, which for most people can be a little scary, right? right? You can be like, I have nothing to compare this yeah. to. Like, but your for the record, has to be ready. we have nothing 
not only to compare it to you, but I have no idea what the ingredients <laughs> were. I, I, I literally said to her, I said, I was thinking to myself, my wife can cook really good, but I don't think she can recreate any of this but you because know my, we don't know. My what... superpower is we can go to like a pasta place right. or a Mexican food place. I can taste what it is and I can always make it. Right. I can always recreate. I've made so many copycat things, right? But this I I didn't even know. <laughs> like, I, But it didn't say that it was like. A, a cilantro dressing. Right. It wasn't like made from pumpkin seeds. No. It wasn't like all of this. Like, they I don't like, know what it was. Zeus's sweat. Zeus's uh, sweat. <laughs> and we pour this over and it electrifies <clears throat> the, the yeah. what do you call it? Indu leaves? I don't know. I, I don't know. I was like, Whatever. what kind of leaves are these? You're Everything like, was imported, flown in yeah. from the Himalayas. I like, mean, and so, it, it, and then so this, at first it started with the salad. Then it was like the potato, sweet potato puff flatbread. flatbread. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, that was fire. And okay, it was like- but time out. They bring this flatbread out and, you know, they're telling us how the chef wants you to eat it. There are four pomegranates on a plate. Like I'm talking kernels. Yeah. Four little onion rings that are tiny, tiny. Like you couldn't even fit them on your pinky ring. Standing up somehow. I don't even know how. And they then four that like leaves. That. I don't know what leaves they were. They weren't basil. They she said there was some type of organic leaf. It was a succulent leaf, right. but of it was some a sort. leaf that they had put on, on multiple dishes. Like okay. it was like one of the constants. whatever a succulent right. leaf, right? But these the four leaves, the four pomegranates, and the four onions are like. On this massive plate, and it's laughable. Like, really, why? Right. Come on, a slice of an onion. But then you're supposed to eat it the way the chef wants you to eat it. And for some reason, when you pick up one of each of those things, it's incredible. Yeah. So, and it, and it was like this this black <laughs> kind of paste. Don't know. It wasn't. I don't beans. even know what it was. It wasn't you, truffle. You dip it in that, and then you dip it, and everything stuck to the bread perfectly. Probably well, because we tore it apart <clears> with our hands. And you bite into it and you go, what the hell is going on? This is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life. We did have lobster rice with um, black butter on it and hearts of palm. That was really good. That was good. And I think we got pork, right? We got like a pork like shoulder. Some sort of berries. That they put like berries on it. (laughs) I don't know what kind of berries. berries. No, I I I have no... People, when we say we don't know, yeah, we don't know. That, I'm good with like food and right. ingredients and things like that. I, I mean, no clue. I was just like, yeah. this is great. So whatever. The moral of the story is that you should live a little, <laughs> be risky, trust your husband. Yeah. And at the end of this beautiful meal, um, during it actually during. Now people are starting, they're bringing plates out and, and I'm seeing and like lady. all this other stuff. I start calling our server over and I'm like, I'm sorry, what is that? No, what is that? Bring that. that. I want that. Bring add, that. All I start sudden, adding all this stuff. <laughs> as, her, as she started eating food, all of a sudden she says, oh, we need to get the oysters. Yeah, I'm, oh. a, I'm committed. And then she goes, I don't even, we're getting dessert for sure. Yeah. So the, the menu hasn't even come out yet. She yeah. just, so all of a sudden she was so five hundred dollars later. <laughs> it was the bougiest committed. thing we've done. Fully and committed. Super LA, yeah, but you great. picked a good restaurant. Yeah. It was a fun experience, and it's like a freaking treehouse. It yeah. was really pretty. So if you live in LA, go to Meteor Metor Metoria Meteoria. Met, I think it's Meteora. Meteora. There it Meteora. is. Okay. But so, it, so here's the thing. Here's my caution. Okay. If you are a cheeseburger and fries person, and that's don't what you, go there, and you love yeah. that, you won't like it. If you love crap, 
Kraft teas, macaroni and cheese, yeah. like you prefer that over like Thanksgiving mac and cheese. Yeah. You may not necessarily be ready for this. I think you have to enjoy eating different types of food. Right. Like you have to have if a If you palate. don't like vegetables, don't, don't go. even go. Yeah. Like, we know a lot of adults who don't like vegetables. Yeah. And it drives me That's up so the odd to me. Yeah. That's one of the life habits. You should just yeah. eat vegetables. Uh, I was talking to my other day. I said, what do you, oh, you're making steak? Yeah. He said, yeah. I said, oh, what vegetables you having? He said, potatoes. What? <laughs> Those are not. That's vegetables. not what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's about. a root vegetable, technically. It's it's a starch. It is. It's, it it makes it as a vegetable simply because it came from the ground. It, right. It, it, it bears no other characteristics of a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So moving on, um, let's talk about the what in the world. So again, today's episode's about like ten small habits, and last time we did this, I'm gonna just give you. In 2019, when we did this, here were the 10 habits. Number one, work out, move your body, move yourself. Um, and that will, I'll, I'll read them and then we'll go back to number yeah. one because we do believe that if you want to have a good, healthy, fulfilled life, you got to be able to use your body in ways that you can create joy and excitement and get in there and play and just have a good time, right? Can, can I just say this too before you <clears throat> like go through the whole list? None of these things are going to be new. Like none of these things are like the will be the first time you've ever heard the importance of this. But what I think is so important is that I think it's important to know that you may be missing something in your life. You may be feeling down. You may not things may not be working out And one of these things, yeah. two of these things, three of these things, whatever it is for you. Could be the the change that you need. Could be the thing you need to tap into, right? Yeah. And so we we hope that you don't listen to this going. I already know that you should be thinking about. Can I assess this in how my life and how I'm using these things? <laughs> or I don't think it's just like, oh, I already know know that because people know a lot of things, but they don't do them, right? So I heard on the um, news the other day, someone was giving like a reporter was like, you know, it shows that if you eat healthy meals, you'll gain 22 years on your life. And the guy, <laughs> the other anchor goes. But is this new information? <laughs> and she goes, absolutely not. And he goes, well, then why do we still keep talking about it as though it's new? She goes, because nobody listens. Right. And so maybe if we keep talking about it, maybe somebody will right. finally be inspired one day. Right. So let me give you the 2019 list, which is work out, move your body. Why? Because you have a body. And if you don't you use it, one. you lose it. Right. Yep. Um, make healthier food choices. Did you know that the average American consumes 3,600 calories per day, yet the average woman only burns 1,800? That just means fat. That means we're going to just keep piling on the pounds. And, I've and then been just to do the math for y'all. <clears throat> 3,500 calories is a pound of, of weight, of mm -hmm. body fat, right? So each week or every two weeks or at the end of the month, if you have a surplus of, let's say, 14,000 calories, you've just gained, what is that? I, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pounds right. of body fat so very yeah, it's easy a lot do. and yeah. so like one simple thing i do is i don't drink my calories yeah. like i'm if i have an eggnog latte once a year that's like oh i'm gonna go to the gym for this like right. i definitely am like i just drink an extra 400 500 calories i'm not about that life so i don't <laughs> drink calories yeah i drink nothing but water unsweetened iced tea just because i want to eat my calories yeah and and the the thing that people should know about drinking calories is that your body doesn't have to work to metabolize it. Mm -hmm. So if your body doesn't have to break it down, break it apart, you know, release the bonds of fiber and sugar, 
then uh, your body absorbs it immediately as sugar, and that's a surefire way to gain weight. That turns into fat. Yeah, for Okay. Sure. Number three, be present. Just know what's going on around you. Be there. Enjoy it. Number four, plan social media breaks. I think more than ever, we need to know that people are spending upwards of three hours a day on social media. Um, seven days a week, that's a lot of minutes that we could be doing other things. <clears throat> Number five, be intentional. Be in intentional practice or rehearsal of something. We could talk about this a million times. I feel like it's come up in the last five episodes. Like um, in our coaching sessions, we're talking to people about like, well, you want to own a bakery. You want to be um, a leader with your organization. You want to get promoted. What are you doing to be in rehearsal or mm -hmm. practice so that you're ready when the time comes, yeah. right? Doing your job is doing your job. That's what you get paid for. So what are you in practice of? How are you trying to get better at something? Yeah, that's huge. You got to go pro. <clears throat> Number six, practice gratitude daily, which sounds kind of woo-woo, but we're going to touch on that in a little while. Number seven, check your energy. I think we're both really responsible for like the energy that we give off. We want to leave a good impression on people. Um, so checking your energy. Number eight, adhere to a budget, mm -hmm. I think is a big one. We still have issues with that sometimes. I think the more money we make, we're like, ah, oh, yeah, let's go to dinner and spend $500, right? Yeah. And so I think we need to do a better job at adhering to a budget. I was listening to the, you know, I love this other podcast. Um, and, and they're all billionaires mm -hmm. and they were talking and they were like, one guy was like, you know, this year I decided I'm gonna take a look at our home budget. He said, I haven't looked at it for a couple of years. And he said, there were some things we needed to change. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting to know that, you know, he, it was just a, one of those things where he was just like, I haven't looked at it in so long. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're a billionaire. You go, who thinks about a home budget? He did. I thought that was interesting. And that's probably why he's a billionaire. I mean, he's, he's he said he hadn't, he hadn't looked at it for years. Right. Yeah. So, but I now that, that really he looks at it and says, hey, even though we are billionaires, we still need to make some adjustments. 100%. I think that that's why you become a billionaire in the first place. 100%. Okay. Number nine, um, take and spend only what you need. I think it's a good idea to um, like leave the world in a better place or things and people in better in better shape than when you found them. And don't just be a taker. Mm. Don't just be a spender. And number 10, trade TV time for learning time. I think in 2019, we were in grind season and we didn't watch very much TV. Yeah, We watch more TV now because we realize that there's this like level of burnout that we can get to if we don't do, do if we don't do something to decompress. But the whole TV time before bed, I got to tell you, like, you cannot have me watching serial killer shows. <laughs> like, what did we just watch? The Blackbird? Blackbird, yeah. Great show, you guys. But every single time I tried to go to bed <laughs> after, I'm laying in bed, literally running through every scenario yeah. from this show. And I'm like trying to solve it. What would I do? Oh, my God, that's so crazy. And I can't. It's not good for my health. <laughs> For me to watch shows like that before bed. Yeah, I mean. And, so TV in moderation. And TV in moderation. And I think, you know, <clears throat> on average, we would say that throughout the week, we sit down, we watch an hour of TV before before bed. 
Right. Right. And it's something that we both enjoy. It's something that brings us together. We have good dialogue with it. Yeah. And so it's pretty funny. And I think but- we're always learning from something. I mean, we watch oh, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer and then we ask 25 people, what, what if this was your kid? Would you think it was your responsibility? Right. Would you go visit them in, in jail? Do you write them off? Like there's just all of these scenarios. Why? Because I want to be prepared if right. some shit jumps off. Right? And I think that you, I think that's important that you and this is a funny thing to say, but I think it's important that you watch TV actively, mm-hmm. not as a passive just observer, just absorbing it with your minds. Your mind is just kind of going blank and it's just lights and flickering. And, yeah. you, and you're just, you know, you, I think we watch it pretty actively where we're. I'm, my mind is turning like, yeah. like how does this like- what We're like you, sponges. Right. Though. And you're thinking and you're asking yourself questions. And so it becomes thought provoking. It becomes a, an extension of like the things that you experience in life. But I think it's really interesting. You know? I think and it so, makes really good conversation for us Yeah. Too. And we don't watch a lot of- The only thing that's mindful that we watch is mindful probably- Mindful or mindless? Mindless. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It, it, it's probably our Kardashians. Yeah. Right. That's probably the which only thing. Love, which is Chloe. like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Everything else is pretty smart television. But I do think, I mean, not to make light of it, but when we do watch the Kardashians, a lot of it is like, is Chloe's mental health okay? (laughs) What would it feel like if you were constantly under scrutiny? And so we do have very thoughtful conversations about that. We've flipped it on. Like we have two kids that want to be actresses. Like, what are you going to do when the world has something negative to say about one of your performances? Like, you know, if you really think about it, then this is why she stays home, right? right. Are you going to not show up for your next role? And so I do think we turn it into mindful conversations. Yeah, we do. We do. <clears throat> but I, it, it, it in itself is not like right. intelligent. I'm not <laughs> justifying. <laughs> okay. So going back to and then the number bonus one. was like, make your bed, right? Yeah. Is that the bonus? Yeah. Make your bed, whatever. But going back <laughs> to working out, that leads me to this, uh, what in the world for this episode? Uh, yeah. So Everybody knows the beginning of the year, people work out, yeah. right? People mm-hmm. want to get to the gym. And and it's interesting because you see the most craziest things that people mm-hmm. do. One, <laughs> being in fit, when I was in fitness, the fitness industry, people would pass out all the time. Right. And then you would see people do things. You just go, did you think of that shit on your own? Like, <laughs> did you have a trained professional? I can't stop laughing right now because the other day we were walking. We were on a walk, moving our bodies because we've gone, Jordan and I have gone to the gym several times and it's too crowded. And there's a bunch of idiots in there doing silly shit on the machines. And so she brings up the fact that what's up, Planet Fitness has a lunk alarm. (laughs) And I wish she was in here to tell the story because I almost pissed myself when she. And yeah, and what was funny about the lunk alarm is like. So what is the lunk alarm? The lunk alarm for Planet Fitness is if you grunt or you slam weights or you do anything that others would find intimidating. No, it's a no judgment zone. It's a no judgment zone. And so they they push a button and it goes, it's a lunk alarm. It sounds an alarm. And they call it the lunk alarm. Apparently this happens in Planet Fitness. And so Eddie is challenging Jordan. He goes, well, like. Who's being judgy? <laughs> she goes, you know, like if you do something stupid in the gym, then they sound the lunk alarm. Right. And he goes, 
but who? Because I see people doing stuff all the time that's really stupid and I'm judging them. <laughs> so when they sound the luck alarm, is it me that they're sounding it for or is it this person right. who – And she goes, Dad, it's a, it's a judge judgment-free zone. But and you I cannot go, have a judgment-free so zone without somebody making a judgment. So they're ringing the luck alarm about you then. Right. Yeah, so, I, the one judging, if I see someone do something <laughs> stupid because I am judging – Means that the alarm is for me for judging them, even though we should ring the alarm about that stupidity. Right. So, so that was a funny conversation. So, anyways, we don't go to Planet Fitness. We go to a a different gym. We go to a real gym. Okay. (laughs) So the other day, I go Jordan with Jordan, and the only apparatus in the whole entire gym is two treadmills that are not even near each other, right? right? We never really get on the treadmill, but fine, whatever. I go, let's just get on until something opens. So use your peripherals (laughs) to watch something and and then we'll jump off the treadmill. So I go to get on this treadmill and again, the only treadmill and I get on and this guy's sweater is hanging over his treadmill and my treadmill, Mm -hmm. right? So I get on and I just kind of casually like look down just to see if now that he notices me, he's going to pull his sweater off of my treadmill. He doesn't. But he turns to me and he says, hi, I'm Joel. I was like a bit startled because he like turned so quickly and I thought he was just going to grab a sweater, but he turns and he says, hi, I'm Joel. I said, oh, hi, Joel. He goes, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Because <laughs> I didn't give Because I didn't give it to you. So I said, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like, I didn't, uh, is this what we do? We exchange names. And he goes, I'm Joel, what's your name? I go, oh, it, my name's Janelle. And I'm like trying to, do, I have earplug, earphones on and I'm trying to start my, my treadmill. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, what was that again? I'm Joel, what was your name? I'm like, why are we doing this, right? So I'm telling the story and then Jordan's like, yeah, lunk alarm, mom. Like, you can't tell that story because you look like the asshole for like, he just wants to be friendly with you. I'm like, yeah, but why are we talking? And move your sweater off my treadmill. Like the one thing, the place you don't want to have a conversation on is on cardio machines. Is with was my he headphones still moving? on. Yes, <laughs> yes. But he he was like waiting patiently for someone to come next to him and just play. Yeah, no. And I was like, you oh, got the wrong uh, idea, my friend. <laughs> What's supposed to happen here is we're supposed to. He said, the- you got the wrong idea, my friend. <laughs> we're supposed to work out and exercise and keep to ourselves. That is how we get things done here. Right. So anyways, I was next to Joel yeah. and I was like making it obvious that I had headphones on. I was start- this in the morning or evening? No, this was in the evening. Oh, he's out of place too. I know. Because honestly, people who do that usually work out in the morning because yeah. they got nothing, nothing, nothing else to else do. Nothing else but They're time. Like, Where can I go and right. talk to people? Yeah. I can go to the gym <laughs> and I can talk to people and and find yep. out who they are. Did he have a like a, a motive? Like <laughs> I I don't know. I kind of had to shut it down. And so I don't want people to think that I'm a jerk, but like <laughs> if you go to the gym and someone hops on the treadmill next to you, do not whip your head around and be like, "Hi, I'm Janelle. What was your name?" I'm sorry. He goes, "Sorry, I didn't catch your name." I was like, "I didn't throw my name. Like I didn't give right, it." Right. So anyways, shout out to Joel. Maybe he just needed a friend. You know, I I don't <laughs> I rarely ever have anyone talk to me when I'm at the gym. You're intimidating. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. Friendly. I I walk with a smile and and with a, a, a ray of light on my shoulder. Yeah. You know. Wait till next week's uh, what in the world. <laughs> Wait, so 
<laughs> so so you're what in the world's gym related so my to? Gym, so I'm, I'm at the gym and i go to this gold's gym that's nearby right and so Gold's Gym has really Are great... Are you saying Gold's Gym? Gold's Gym. Because you keep saying Gold's Gym. It's Gold's Gym, people. It's your accent. It's Gold's Gym. It's Gold's Gym. Gold with an L. Gym. LD. Gold's Gym. Gold's Gym. Okay. Whatever. It's GG. Lunk alarm. Yeah, lunk alarm for you judging me for how I'm saying things, okay? Accept me how I am. Go ahead, honey. All right. So... I, you know, I'm working out. I got my headphones on. I'm in the zone. I'm, I'm lifting weights. And I and I look over to my left side and mm-hmm. I look to the corner and they have all of these squat like racks set up. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've got like the the weights that bounce. Right. And so like the rubber ones, the rubber ones. Uh-huh. And so I'm watching this guy and he's got he's got two forty five, two forty five plates on both sides. OK. Pretty good weight, mm-hmm. and he's not a ve- like he doesn't look like he is a person that lifts is here year round. Okay, he looks like he's like he's I'm here. I'm here for the first quarter of the right. year. Right. Okay. But for whatever reason, he's doing squats. Uh-huh. I'm like, that's pretty good weight. Whatever, yeah. do your thing. And so I, you I, have I never, I a never forty five pound bar, forty five pound bar, the two forty fives on each side, on each side. So that's. How much weight? I think it's the two thirty five. Okay, okay, it's a lot of weight. That's a good part of weight. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're squatting with that. That's great. Have have at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching, and I'm like watching him, and he proceeds to squat down. Wait, can you explain though? Like, are you doing anything? I, or I'm, you just I'm in the middle of a rep. I'm in the middle of a uh-huh. rep. So I'm like, I, I put my hand on my knees. I uh-huh. get up. I look at my heart rate. Uh huh. And I look over to the side. And you just kind of catch him. And in I just action. catch him in action. Mm-hmm. And so I watch him. Have the weights, and uh-huh. usually when you're doing a you squat, a back squat, uh-huh. you, right? You are holding onto both the the, the pole or the, bar, the barbell, uh-huh. 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 and you go down. Uh-huh. So he proceeds to go down, and he proceeds to remove his hands. Okay. So now it's all of that weight uh-huh. is on his neck. Okay. I, I don't know what he's trying to do, but all I know <laughs> is that weight said it had different ideas, right? Right. And so all of a sudden he is squatting down. He takes his hand down, and he whips forward because the weight <laughs> takes him forward, almost rips his head off and bounces down on the ground. So kind of like a, a like, like, deadlift. Yeah, like like it, it was almost like it, it took him forward. Yeah. Right? And then obviously it, it makes this huge, his huge, huge yeah, the, commotion. Ba- the weights bounce everywhere. Right. And then all of a sudden I look and I go, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? Why would you do that? Right? And then Wait, there's a did guy- you ask him what no, the fuck? No, I'm sitting, I'm, I look at him with like- <laughs> I li- I literally looked at him like this and I said, like, right, right. And I paused and I looked and I turned to <laughs> in front of me and a, a guy, we make eye contact uh-huh. and I make eye contact with another guy uh-huh. and he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> he shakes his head in, si- in, in silence. And so at that moment, me and him were kin. Like I, I was like, you were thinking what I'm thinking. And so I, 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 I pan back over and I look at him <laughs> and he's playing the shit off like it never happened. Like, no, I know he knows. We know what just happened. So the lunk alarm should the go lunk alarm off should have gone for off. who? You, I don't, your just, friend, yeah, and so him. If, and if I was a talkative person in the gym, I would have walked <laughs> over to him and say, whatever you're doing, you shouldn't do. There's, there's no reason to remove your hands. There's no added benefit of you trying to balance this on your neck. I could not understand. There was no, I, there was no... There was nothing to explain that. So that was my what in the world. So we said, if we, Jordan was listening to this story, we said, if we were gym employees and you right. had to go over and kind of address right. the situation, what would we say? Yeah. I said, I'd walk over and I would say, 
You want to explain to me what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would say. It's calm as hell. You want to explain to me what just happened? Right. Because the weights bounced all over this floor. Right. And I just want to are you okay? Right. Do you have insurance? Yeah. Right. What, like, and then what would I, you I, say? I would walk over and say, excuse me, sir. Whatever you're trying to accomplish here, this is not the place for that. <laughs> right. You want to take all that foolishness to a place called <laughs> Planet, Planet Fitness. Fitness. <laughs> Right, where you will not be judged, oh, but here God. you are judged, and I have judged you, and you gotta go. Like I think that's immediate suspension. It was the stupidest thing I ever seen in my life, and I wish I was filming it because I would have just oh, blasted God. the internet with that. Oh, so that that was my what in the world. Uh, it was. It sounds so mean, though. No, I mean, like I just didn't want to give somebody my name. You were like. I, that I was, was some like, dumb shit. Yeah, and then he tried to play it off. Like, yeah. and he tried to lean against the like the pole as if he's like texting and he's resting between sets and stuff. Right. I'm like, bro, you have you violated have every rule, my friend. Yeah, you should be hurt right now. Oh. <laughs> so that was my what in the world. What is wrong? Okay. With people? Well, there you have it. So let's get back in. <laughs> oh, how do we even get back in? I, I think. Um, one of the things we wanted to start doing, because it's the new year, like we talked about, Blackbird was a show that we just watched. Yeah. Um, what we have a current book that you're reading. Yeah, right so now. I'm 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 reading so I'm reading two books, but one book I talk about because <laughs> I think it relates to I'm reading um uh Discipline is Destiny. And um it's written by Ryan Holiday. I, I'm a big fan of Ryan mm -hmm. Holiday. I know you are. I know um Ego is the Enemy is a book that I've Great recommended book. for so many people. I've sent yep. to people, I've all those things. And then there's obstacles away. So really, really great book. Um, and then the one thing I would tell you is there's a couple of really great quotes that I want to just kind of lean into. Okay, go quick though. Go quick, I'll quote. So one a... of my favorite quotes in this book is from, he quotes Gretchen Rubin, um, who's an author. And he said, he's talking about like cleaning up your desk. So trying getting organized. Mm -hmm. And he says, <clears throat> she says here, outer order, inner calm. Outer order, inner calm. I love that. Right. So keeping your space in order yep. helps you keep your inner order, right? That's and good. so people, you know, live in a chaotic way. And then another thing he talks about, and I think, you know, patience is probably you would say is a super strength for me, right? Yeah. But he talks about patience and 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 it being a part of discipline. And this quote is from Aristotle. He quotes Aristotle. He says, Patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. Mm, I agree with that. And so it's a it's a really great book. So if you're trying to get some things in, in order, uh, I think that's a really great book to to, to read. I thought what, what I loved about that quote about patience is is bitter is because people don't like to wait. No, right? People want things right now. So the goals that you may have for 2023, you want them immediately. The, yeah. the skills that you need in order to achieve the things you want, you want them now. Um, but the reality is, is that you got to sit with certain things and you got to let them, uh, you know, take a split, let things maturate. But the key thing that people should know is patience is not about inaction. Mm -hmm. Patience is understanding that the time that it's going to take will be whatever it is mm -hmm. and being okay with that. From a standpoint of it, made, it, it, it's a process. Yeah. Um. And so I think people for, may confuse patience with you know procrastination, and that's yeah. they're two different things. Well, you're great with patience because I can think of many situations that have gone kind of wrong for us, and a lot of people when we share the story back, they're like, "I would have lost my shit. I would have went off. They would. I would have demanded something." And I would just tell you, my husband never will cause a scene anywhere. No, no. He has purchased a brand new vehicle, driven off the lot, 
and the car was 11. <laughs> Literally broke down. He politely walks back in. He said, yeah, I think the car's broke. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what are they going to do for you? Like, right. I don't like we were there all day long. Right. What a waste of time. And then they gave you like a free rental as they should. Right. right? And so you said, nah, I'm not going to worry about it. They're going to do the right thing. And I was like, what the hell? Like, right. What do you mean? We just wasted an entire day. You guys, not only did they deliver the car to him a week later, but they said, we want to let you know, Mr. Copeland, that you were so patient and understanding that we upgraded your vehicle to a Denali fully loaded with rims and everything for no extra charge. Yeah, it was wonderful. Like you got the top of the line of that, of that GMC model. of that model, which is not what you bought. No. But because they were so impressed with your patience. So- that was one moment I learned from you. I it's was like, fruit is sweet. Mm. <laughs> but it, the fruit is always sweet with you, which is why going back to our anniversary dinner, I literally said to you at one point, I said, God would never let you take an L on our anniversary because you are like too Jesus-like. Oh my I, God. I know that I should have known that this restaurant was going to be the most amazing thing because my patient ass husband... Always gets the well, fruit. Yeah, it, you well, do. You yeah. always get the reward. I am not as patient as you. <laughs> I am not. But I'm we, married to you. Yeah, but so we balance I get to, each other out. Yeah, we sometimes do. you got you, like the you, your patience. Because you sometimes you're like, okay, I'm gonna get my wife because yeah. <laughs> this is not happening. I know it's not right, but I'm gonna get right. my wife. And but sometimes it, I'm like, okay, but why you know, didn't you say something? Yeah. And you're like, honey, it's okay. I'm like, okay. I'm going to follow your lead right now. <laughs> this shit better work out. <laughs> but yeah, we do balance. Yeah. Each other and out. I think that that, I think that, you know, uh, the patience is, is huge. And I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I was attracted to this book. So I think I, I wanted to read a couple of quotes from it, you know, cause I think it's, it's super important. And obviously when you get into a new year, you want to yeah. like reaffirm, like what are your disciplines? What are the things that you need to lock in yep. on? And, and I think it's a great book to do. So that. let's dive into the 2023 10 habits that we think that you should have for an exceptional life. Number one is setting clear and specific goals and being willing to work towards them. Yeah. So many times uh, I mean, we've been guilty of not having goals and that's probably when we, we were performing at the lowest, our marriage was at its lowest. Right. Like we weren't achieving cause we really weren't driving towards anything. Right, right? right. So I think that clear goals and being very specific of what you want and then being in pursuit of that and showing up for practice of that, that's tip number one. Like what specifically yeah. are you working on? And I think the new year is a good good time of the year to say, you know, I want to get better at X. Yeah. And these are the things that I'm going to make small strides for every day. Yeah. And I also think that this is this is one of those, it's a tricky thing because one, you need to be clear. Two, I think you need to be, have goals. But I do think that it's a problem that if you have a new goal every single year, you may have micro goals, right? Small goals. But a real goal will probably take two or three years. Yeah. Will probably take four or five years mm -hmm. to really get it to a place where you're like, I'm really achieving this thing. Everything else in the middle, to me, is a process. Like money is a goal for us every year. Right. So the goal hasn't really changed. Yeah. You need to sit down with it and just reaffirm, are we on the right track? <clears throat> yep. Or have we veered off or have we lost focus? But if you're finding yourself kind of groundhog day over and over same setting the stuff. same mm -hmm. goals, then I think that that's, that's a yeah. problem, whether it be your health goals or, or relationship goals. 
uh, if it's not something that you're constantly like mindful of in 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 process in, in the journey of, um, then that could be uh, an issue. So yeah. just want to put that out there. Okay, number two, prioritizing self-care and physical health. Obviously, anything we talk to you about, we're always going to talk about health. Keep your hands in the bar. Um, <laughs> lately, this is interesting. I've been getting a lot of compliments about you guys really did a good job raising your kids. Oh. And that's such a huge, like, it's such a huge compliment, yeah. right? But I will say one of the things I'm most proud of is that we taught them healthy habits. Yeah. And it breaks my heart when I see a four or a five-year-old that's overweight. I'm talking really overweight. And then I watch to see who they run to. And nine times out of 10, they're running to an overweight parent. Yeah. And that just leads me to believe that that child's going to have a really difficult time building confidence, building good, healthy habits. And so that that sort of thing makes me really sad. And I just think we have to do a really good job as parents as role models, as bosses, as leaders to prioritize our physical and mental health. Yeah. And I think you, you did a really good job when the kids were younger talking to them about, um, you know, sex and all these different things. And I think co both of us collectively did a good job of talking to them about like health, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't, it wasn't about shaming about being, you know, if you're overweight, yeah, but it was about never. talking about, hey, Here's the thing that leads to being overweight, right? Right, and I think that I think parents are 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 concerned with talking to their kids about you know, hey, you're gonna get fat or you're gonna gain weight and all all that stuff. You have to be open about that conversation, yeah. right? And you, I think you need to talk to them about like if you want to keep a healthy weight, and here's the reasons why this is important. That's an okay conversation. It's not about the vanity of it. No, it's about how these habits will last you for the next yeah. seventy years. And if you can get it right for the kids early, then they'll know what type of balance yeah. to have. And each of our kids, you know, 17, 19, 21, they all have their own health and fitness and like wellness routines. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah, that's huge. So uh, moving on to number three, practicing mindfulness and meditation or prayer. I think it's just good to have some sort of routine that you do daily and something that you're intentional of, right? Like, one simple thing that you do, I don't know if you meditate while you do it, but you take a cold shower for like 30 seconds every day. Yeah, about four, 45 seconds in a minute. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I know that it's good for you. Yeah. But like, let me be real. I only get in the shower in the morning because I'm cold. So the <laughs> thought of getting up because I'm cold and then making myself colder it feels like the worst possible way for me to start my day. What's, what's funny? It makes me angry <laughs> to think about it, but I don't have a problem with like a cold plunge. Like if we, I want one day for us to have a cold plunge in our home, I'll do that in the middle of the day. <laughs> I'm not going to start my day off choosing violence and self-harm. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. And, but and I respect every, the fact Every that you single do. day, especially in the winter, I go, oh, I don't think I need this. And every day I I, I just turn it. Yeah. I just I'm turn really it. I'm really proud of you. And, it, and you know, you, you get a good release. It's great for the um, the um, your body, good, yeah. good for your immune systems, good for the heart. But talk really quick about like the importance of mindfulness and meditation or prayer. Like I think you always, so so meditation is an interesting thing in, in like mindfulness because we all need to clear the slate, mm -hmm. right? And so sometimes you wake up with stuff on your mind and you need to meditate to clean it, to cleanse it, to mm -hmm. get to a place where you can have some clarity and think straight. Because I think that when we, we, we hold on to the emotions, the thoughts, the things that are all running through our minds, 
then we wonder why we can't make really good decisions. Then we wonder why we can't find solutions and get creative. It's because we're not allowing our mind to kind of get to a place yeah. where we say, it's just like you take a shower every day. Some people take two showers a day. Hopefully you're a two-shower person. I'm a two-shower person. Uh, and you get clean, mm -hmm. right? And there's a feeling of freshness. Mm -hmm. Your mind needs that, yeah. right? And so think of mindfulness or even deep prayer as a way of getting fresh. And I think that it could be a simple practice. Like we're not telling you to spend 20 minutes a day meditating. But what I am maybe you saying, need it. I don't know. maybe <clears throat> if you go to bed stressed out and you're thinking about a million things and you wake up and in instantly like you're like, okay, go, go, go. That's where you know you need some sort of mindfulness, yeah. right? So can you wake up in the morning five minutes early and sit there and be intentional? Can you visualize? Can you affirm? Can you just talk to yourself? Be calm, be graceful, be loving, like do something to where you're in practice to say, I will calm my body. I will attack this day with great pride and energy. I'm thankful and blessed that I got woken up this morning. Like, can you do something just to be in routine of trying to set your up yourself up to have a good day? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Moving on to the next one. Uh, number four, reading regularly. Yeah. I think for personal growth. Um, for professional growth, you got to read something. Yeah. So my dad got into, he said he got into a debate the other day with my uncle because <laughs> my uncle does audiobooks, which we love audiobooks right, too, right? right. <clears throat> but he says, yeah, I read 80 books last year. And he goes, you didn't read any. You listened to them. And they got into this big debate. I'm sure it was funny. And my dad's like, no, I, you didn't read them. And right. so what are your thoughts on that? I, I there's all, For me, <clears throat> there's always a difference between reading a physical book. Mm -hmm. I've even found a difference between when I read something on my iPad versus when I read something that's physical, yeah. the retention is different. I hate when you read on your iPad. Yeah. And then when I, when I listen to something, uh, unless I pause and take <laughs> notes. Yep. Uh, it's not the same retention. I cannot listen to an audiobook without having notes open or I won't retain it at all. Right. So you're treating your, your reading I like a only listen to the audio if I'm taking notes. Right. Yeah. So it's difficult. Like I can't just be like in traffic and like right. I will definitely text and drive if yeah. there's something. So like and then for some of you thinking, oh, I don't have time. I, I said I think to myself, I'm a I'm a micro reader and I'm, mm -hmm. I just made that term up. Okay. Like I use like 15 minute, 10 mm -hmm. minute blocks. So if I go to the restroom, I read. Mm -hmm. If I go, if I'm on a, like a break at work and I'm walking around, I'll try to read. It's like That's it's, good. Put it in the bathroom. Like yeah. if you, you're going to have to poop at, if you're eating healthy, you're going to have to poop at least once right. a day. Just leave it in the bathroom and don't take your phone in the bathroom. That's go. when you can read. 100%. So what? It takes you three years to get through the book. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you knocked out 10 minutes, five minutes right. a day. That's all we're asking you to do. And for some people, that <clears throat> that would be the only book they read for the year. That's fine. That's okay. Right? If it's a really You're thick winning book. Yeah. if that's something you didn't do last year. 100%. That is a micro win. Yep. Uh, moving on to number five, building and maintaining positive relationships. We went out to dinner last night with some friends, uh, Jeff and... Catherine Christoffel, and we hadn't seen them in a couple of years. I had a really good time. Yeah, it was a great time. So this year, 2023, relationships and connections are a priority for us. So we plan on um, just trying to reach out to friends more because that's not something we've really made a priority in the past, especially when our kids were really young. And so I get that you might not have time to do that, but 
Can you make it a point to once a week be in a text thread with some girlfriends or guy friends and have interesting conversations just so that way you can maintain the connection? Because one of the biggest regrets they say, like when I read this article, like they pulled a bunch of old people as they were dying. And one of the biggest regrets was not maintaining relationships and friendships. And so I don't want that. And then Catherine said last night, you know, we unfortunately went to a lot of uh, funerals this year with people our age. And she said, we just kept asking ourselves, like, who's going to be at our funeral? And she goes, so will you guys come to our funeral? I was like, oh, yeah, Eddie will be your, he'll read your eulogy. He likes to do weddings and shit. He's basically like a pastor. So I volunteered you as tribute. Yeah, we hope that no one dies uh, anytime soon. uh, So I don't have to take on that. that responsibility. I know. So do you want to talk about number six, learning the game of money? Yeah, learning the game of money, budgeting, managing your finances and, and effectively and constantly learn. So this is a big thing about when it comes to building wealth, because money is one of those things that the more you know, the more you can navigate it. And then it's important to be curious about money and not like turn your back to it mm-hmm. because there are a lot of different ways to save money. There's a lot of different ways to invest your money. There's a lot of different ways to use credit. Um, and all those things, I think that when you become more savvy, it puts you in a position to say, wow, I can take my my wealth from here to here just by making some simple decisions. Yeah. And so I think that so many people kind of move to a place <laughs> where they think they, they think of money one dimensional uh, and they think of it being, well, you make money and you save money. Or and I, I think, think that they think-, they think they or they think that you just the key to money is, is a budget. It is. But the key to money is is like, where can I put it? Mm-hmm. Where can I leverage it? Where can I move it to a place where it can How actually- How can I make it work for me? Right. And yeah. I think that that's a big one. And if you are you know, not financially literate, I think it's really important that you find a book, you find something that gives you some understanding. Well, in 2022, we taught a workshop, a money workshop, so we can link that in the show notes. Right. But one year, I remember our biggest learning for the year, we read a bunch of books. And I think we've been trying to get better at money since we lost all of our money in 2009. So right. every year, money has been a priority for us. We get a little bit better and better every year. Yeah. But one year, the learning was someone told you every dollar should have a job. Right. And we were like, Phew. right. Oh, my God. Like, what if you really treated every dollar like it was supposed to do something? Like you were supposed to go do this. Yeah. You were supposed to pay the bills, but you were supposed to be in savings and you were supposed to actually make a return. Right. So we started looking at that one year like that was our biggest learning from one conversation. Yeah. And and sometimes you just need that little bit of like information that just goes, oh, I get it. Yeah. And then you you, it it helps you with kind of pointing in the right direction. So that's great. I love that. It kind of leads me into number seven because you said it about money. Be curious. Number seven is just a good lesson to live your life, like a way to live your life. And that's to be curious. Right. I think that um, maybe we sounded a bit judgy when we were talking about the gym situation. No. But we are (laughs) very curious people. Sometimes I'm curious why people make the choices that they make. And like, that was really stupid. I wonder why. But I think living a life of curiosity is really fulfilling and it helps you try on different perspectives. It helps you kind of put your your feet in other people's shoes. And I think it kind of makes you become a learner yeah. and be more empathetic to what other people might be experiencing. Yeah. If you take the relationships that you have uh, in your life that are not going well and you flip that frustration to curiosity of what makes that person that well, 
act the way that they do, mm -hmm. you will find yourself in more situations where you're moving to our understanding <clears throat> yep. and empathy than you are trying to get them to change. Yeah. Right. And so I think curiosity is a powerful, powerful thing that uh, I think we lose. We, we lose that sometimes. We're in this place where all the information we need is at our fingertips. So you don't have to be curious for very long. But curio curiosity is a pursuit. Yeah. It is a pursuit for understanding because you're trying to uncover what is unknown. But I think people could ask themselves, like, what am I really rigid on? Like, what do I believe? And that's the shit you need to be curious about. Right. I'll give you an example. Like, we have a friend who is married, uh, Rachel and Kyle. And all of a sudden during the pandemic, I'm like, oh, they have another couple mm -hmm. like they're polyamorous now. Right. And rather than being judgy, even though we're not polyamorous, I was like, what that what must that be like? You think right. they get jealous? And we've had many conversations because I think just being curious to see how something could work for someone else doesn't mean it has to be your like end all to be all. Right. But I think you should be open to understanding why people make choices like they do. Another example is like if your money is messed up and you feel like rich people get richer and you say things like that, it's like well, maybe you need to be more curious around what rich people are doing to be rich. And I know yeah. that that's what was a big game changer for us is like, instead of being the victim feeling like, you know, at the end of the month, there was just never enough money. It's like, okay, well, what are we doing? And what are other people doing? And how can we learn a different way to manage our money? So 100%. I think curiosity flows into so many areas of your life. And so if you find yourself, you know, oh, that's not how it is. This is how it is whether it be about relationships or who people date or the life choices they make, I think you need to challenge yourself this year to be a bit more curious. Yeah, Doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but I think you could be more curious. And that leads me to my, uh, you talked about your favorite book. Um, I stumbled across a podcast the other day, The School of Greatness with Lewis Howes, and he was interviewing Jordan Peterson. Mm. I don't really know who Jordan Peterson is, but I think he's, he's conservative. Uh, he's an interesting. Fellow. He calls himself a, a British liberal, like an old school British liberal. I let me just say, I know nothing about him. <laughs> nothing, literally nothing. Right. Right. But I was, you know, cleaning up and doing my hair and stuff. And I just let it play. And he had some really interesting. He's got a great vocabulary, the way he, he explains yeah. things. He I'm like. That's an interesting perspective. So I listened to this podcast. I was extremely curious and I was like, I don't know what this guy stands for, but the way that he was talking about his relationship with his wife, maybe being like a 50 year marriage um, or they've been in a relationship, a monogamous relationship for 50 years. They still go on dates. They still like make things a priority. Um, he was talking about his health, I guess, recently he went through a really big health scare. He was talking about the perspective shift. And Lewis Howes asked him, what's one thing you wish you would have known when you were younger? And he said, the, the, one of the mistakes I made was always choosing the hard thing. Like mm -hmm. I wanted to be in pursuit of, you know, the difficult thing. And I prided myself. And he said, that might have been one of the things that led me to illness is that, I was always operating at such a high level that I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to attack something at a level five. That's interesting. And I just thought the way he explained it was way more articulate, but it was just everything he answered. I was like, 
These are really great, valid points. Like I'm learning from this. I don't know what this guy does, what he stands for, but I very much enjoyed the conversation. And that's an example of just being curious to other perspectives and open to different ideas. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm a big believer that people can be interesting and intriguing and you disagree. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's important to keep that perspective and that vantage point that I'm not going to agree with everyone, everything this person says, but I do find them interesting and I do find their the qualities and the things they talk about to be high value. Yeah. And I think if more people did that, um, I think that in stayed in that place of curiosity, they would learn more. They yeah. would they would be able, we've gotten to this place of absolution, right? Yeah. Like I have to believe in everything this person says absolutely for me to like them. No, you don't. Yeah. Like I can I can firmly disagree with your political views, but mm-hmm. I, I agree with certain aspects of what you're saying. Yeah. I can you know, and so those are things I think that make you dynamic and they make you more intelligent. Uh, instead of constantly yeah. casting a judgment of who this person is and that I cannot like them because they don't believe in the things I believe in. Yeah. So we're wrapping it up. Number eight, keeping some sort of gratitude journal. Yep. Um, I think is super important. I I've said before, like I wake up every day, I'm like thankful for my thumbs. I'm thankful (laughs) that God woke up everybody I love today. Like I didn't get a call that someone died last night. That is a good freaking day. So I can find gratitude at the drop of a dime. So I love that. uh, Be in practice of doing something to kind of track and monitor or journal your gratitude. And I love number nine, planning, (laughs) prioritizing daily tasks. Uh, really making, to me, you got to have a big three. Like mm-hmm. what are the main things you got to get done? Yeah. Um, because I think if you live a, a, a task life, you may have a, a, a active life, but you may not necessarily be a productive life. Yeah. Right. And so how do you gear yourself for pr- productivity? And number 10, this is something I think that particularly women, um, women in leadership, women who run households, women, women who run businesses, we need to do a better job of setting boundaries. Say no, say no, and say saying no. no. Yeah, I'm I I'm a no queen. Yeah. I say no all the time. Right? <laughs> yeah. I just, it's so freeing. Like, yeah. and I have zero guilt. I'm yeah. like, oh, sorry, not going to be able to do that. No, sorry. And I think that's a power that you wield. You know, and I think that if more people just said no to things that they do really don't want to do, yeah, um, then they can say yes to the things they really want yeah. to do. It doesn't so. make you a jerk. You've no. got to set some boundaries because if your time's important and you've got great goals this year and you want to spend time with family, you can't possibly get it all done. So you got to say no to certain things. So maybe you have volunteered, you know, to do something in your kid's classroom for the last five, 10 years. Maybe this year you say no this year because you've done it. It's time for some other mom to do it, right? So now you need to do the thing that you've been putting off, which could be going to the gym, reading a book, practicing self-care. So anyways, we will leave. Great point. We will list this. uh, We'll leave a link to this list. And I think that (laughs) if you just followed a couple of these, you'd have a really impressive 2023. Yeah. I think the last one, if you said no, you'd probably be able to do all the other stuff that you need to do. Yeah. That kind of puts a bow on everything, right? (laughs) Just saying no and be like, oh, now I can exercise. Now I can read. I'm all about All that stuff. So. Yeah. I'm very much about balance. Like if I want to buy a new coat, I got to get rid of a coat. If Mm. I want to buy new clothes, I got to clear out a drawer. If I want to take on new hobbies. I got to say no to things that I'm doing right now that don't serve me. So I 
believe in making room. So I hope this episode served you. If you are in the New York or New Jersey area, I'm going to be visiting in uh, the end of January through February 2nd. Come hang out with me. I'll leave that information here. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Happy New Year. Happy anniversary, honey. Thanks for picking a great restaurant. I want to go back. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.